Hello there, you're listening to Inside the Tech Ecosystem, a podcast where we'll bring you fun and insightful topics about tech and its ecosystem in Nigeria. I'm your host, David Choka, and I'm joined by my co-host, Imano. Hey, G. Hey, what's up? What's up? How's it going over there? This guy, you have, you've lost your roots. You don't greet what? like you usually do anymore. What's happening? Uh, they say if yeah. you go to Europe, you should act like... European, oh, so no, 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 please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Anyway, today is not about um, say what's up, so yeah, <laughs> today is not about roots and uh, Europeans. Uh, today is actually about what three, and uh, who better person to talk about with three than a very good friend of mine, Busayo. Hello, Busayo. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Please introduce yourself. And, you know, just tell us all the cool and awesome things about you before we get into the episode proper. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Basaya. Um, yeah, I'm a software engineer and a technical writer as well. Um, basically got into Web3, or I'll say blockchain, in 2019, actually, where I won a conference to attend the um, DevCon 5 from um, Ethereum Foundation. So that's like my first point of contact with um, blockchain. And then I did like, I mean, we took some courses and we, yeah, we learned like a little bit about like Ethereum and some other um, projects or blockchain projects. But I wasn't so, um, let's say keen on it because like there were not much communities around me. I didn't know who to speak to and stuff, so I sort of like drilled. Went back to like writing like my so my day job, C sharp, net core, you know, finance, fintech. And what I did was just that I held some crypto, then like I held I held Ethereum and some other coins. So the deal breakout for me was last year when I came across communities. And where um, I got a job to work as a technical writer. So that was what like exposed me to the technology proper. And I could like understand like the application of what I learned back then in 2019. And from there, it's just been really cool. It's been an exciting journey. I'm like in so many communities right now. Um, Developer DAO, um, Graphica, Women Build Web3, and... It's been fun. I've done participated in a couple of hackathons and trainings, fellowships, etc. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So that's 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 amazing. So I mean, I know we said tell us about you, but you went on to tell us about your blockchain life. But we actually <laughs> want to know about you because on this podcast, it shows the passion bring, now. Yeah, I know. I know she's passionate. Whenever we bring guests on this podcast, we uh we try to get a little bit of insight into where these guests are coming from so okay. um can you, can you tell us a little bit or give us a little bit of a background you know what you do what you were doing before you got into blockchain because i know you did not just wake up and say hmm i think i'm going to do blockchain today um what if i did <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I knew i knew you before blockchain so i mean you can't tell me that <laughs> So uh, just give us a little bit um, of your background, yeah. uh, what you do, yeah. and uh, yeah, how basically yeah. how did you get into tech, and what yeah, has yeah. Um, led you to where you currently are? Okay, sure. So um, I'll say like, I mean, 
it started like before I got into uni- into the university anyway. So, um, I used to like play a lot of games, and there's this particular game that actually like got me like really interested in tech. Is Mavis Bacon teaches you typing. So there's this like penguin game in the um in the um app that you have to like. I mean, you type and then the penguin jumps from like one um place to another. So back then, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I was curious on how stuff like that were being made. So I actually wanted to become a game developer. That was like my initial like thought. And that's what I thought I was going to be. And then I proceeded to like study computer science. I went to one of the best federal universities in Nigeria, Federal University of Technology, Akure. Um, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I proceeded to study computer science. To be honest, like, the only problem was just that we didn't, like, really have a lot of, like, practical stuff. But to be fair, they taught us, like, the things that we were supposed to be taught at that level. But then the issue was just, like, we didn't, like, really apply it. Not a lot of us applied it. Some people, like, tried to, like, apply. Some people went into coding, networking and stuff. So back then, too, like, I used to go, I used to join, like, um, boot camps, learned, like, different languages, C-sharp, Java, HTML, CSS. JavaScript, whatever, like in basic level. But then, like, the um, industry experience was when I went on my internship where I worked with a financial organization and um, <clears throat> I had to, like, learn Java, write Java, you know, code some um, really old languages, then, like, JSP, Java server pages. Nobody uses them any longer. Ooh. But then, like, that was, like... <laughs> that was, like, the first time I'm first hearing time. about that. What, what's that? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. JSP Java Seven Pages, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Gen Z. I don't know what JSP is. Yeah, yeah, I I know you are forty years old. (laughs) 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 But yeah, was I really cool? Then like that's like my interaction like with like I mean, do like encode a real life application and work with it and stuff. And then after I graduated from the university, my service and my NYC year. I worked in a cybersecurity company essentially as a junior developer. So I was working basically like with the social engineering team. Then from there, I moved to um, a Microsoft partner company where um, I was using mostly like Microsoft um, tools. So it was at that point I actually like switched from using Java to using C Sharp and .NET because you know C Sharp, Microsoft, and then mostly like Microsoft tools, Azure, Microsoft Azure, and um, basically anything Microsoft. And there I worked on some Microsoft products. I also worked on some products for the federal government of Nigeria, DPR, crazy times actually. Oh, wow. Um because government's work is actually like not fun to be fair, like mm-mm. So were you like a civil servant? Like did you have civil servants in <laughs> No, no, no. I think I had my most embarrassing time then was when so I was supposed to demo something. We were building like an appraisal system for them and I was supposed to demo something. And then after demoing, one of them, like staff there, was like, Sorry, I'm meaning to ask you, like, how old are you? And I'm like, What? Oh, like, wow. what do you mean by like, how old are you? How old were you? How old were you? <laughs> oh, I, can't, I think I was like maybe 21 or 22. I can't remember. 21, 22, 23. I can't really remember. Okay. It's not like I'm very quite old right now. So now you're 40. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Hey, 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 we respect our guests on this show. So, please don't mind it. So, wait, that's pretty interesting. 
Yeah. Can and then from like... there, like, moved to, like, and I started working, like, proper, like, fintech and banking. So I worked in, yeah. like, some fintech and some banks, yeah. Wait, Busario, I'm actually very curious about this government gig because, you know, yeah. we this is basically a Nigerian podcast, right? We don't have a lot of yeah. we don't have a lot of guests come on the show and tell us they work for the government, right? <laughs> so I don't know. Can you like give us a, a brief overview of how that was for you? So, no, no, like it was crazy because like they don't know what they want. <laughs> They don't oh, wow. know what they want. Like today, you come, you demo something, and another person comes and like, no, I want it like this. And the thing with them is, so they move them, like they move them departments, that they move them from one department to the other. So and I was yeah. working like I think the project then was for upstream drilling whatever petroleum stuff. Like, I can't a lot of like petroleum engineering stuff, terms and terminologies and whatever. And they're like, when they moved somebody away from department and brought another person. The, that person who came with his own like futures and stuff. So like, even if you guys agree like on a future, just forget about it. They will still come and add their own futures. It was like oh, really wow. crazy back then. Like no breaks at all. Yeah, that sounds but like a lot. It was, it was, it was, it was. I mean, it was an exposure. I, mean, I understood, and I was like, never again. I'm never doing this kind of thing again. Anyway, regardless of the regardless of the money, what if they offer you? Regardless lot? of the money, sorry, the stress is more than the money. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so there you have yeah. it, folks. Government work is not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> yep. But 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 the argument of money versus the stress. There was one time on Twitter that they posted that they collected was it forty billion or so for websites. I mean, even if I put money out, there's money in the government. But yeah. as a developer, you will be stressed. Except you, except maybe you want to like give them a medical job, something that is like, mm. Um, mm. like nearest minimum. Yeah. Can you can you be what? more stressed, um, in working for government than working for Nigerian banks? Oh, I don't even know which wow. was okay. <laughs> government is worse. Where do you, where do you get these questions from? Worse <laughs> in the sense that you don't even have, like, a specific direction. Like, things change. Mm. Like, you don't even, like, get to, like, have an MVP soon. And governments, you will launch the app before the MVP is ready. Because there was, like, there was a party (laughs) launch party. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't attend the party. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I worked on this thing, but I can't because I'm ashamed. The app is not ready. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but the thing with banks is that at least you have like an MVP, but it won't go live to customers. Mm. Yeah. So it's going right. like in circles. Yeah. So you just gave us an idea for a future episode where we're going to bring a government official and ask him <laughs> or her questions. So thank you very much. So speaking about uh Web3, you've talked about like how you eventually got into Web3 and all those kind of things. But some of us don't actually know what Web3 means. Um, when I say some of us, I, as at maybe three months ago, I probably didn't really know what Web3 is. I know they, they will say Web3 is more like there was Web1, there was Web2, mm-hmm. and then there's Web3. That's probably the most that I know about Web3. <laughs> right? So how would you explain <laughs> how would you explain Web3 to a five-year-old? Uh, it might be hard for a five-year-old to understand. So can we do like a 12-year-old? 
12-year-old. I think five-year-old is actually the best because if you cannot explain to a five-year-old, then maybe what you're working on is... 12-year-old works for me. Um, Sorry, let's do 12-year-old, please. As five, I knew nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's go with that. So, and I like how, like, you mentioned, like, we're born, we're two, we're three. Basically, like, that's, like, the progression of the web. So, the web started, like, from web one. Our web one was basically, like, the first stage of the World Wide Web. So there were a lot of, there were few content creators and majority of the users were more consumers than creators. So for web one, like we had like a lot of like personal web pages, like static pages. And as I then to like things like advertisements on websites, like ads were banned. And I think the era spanned from like 1994, 1991, sorry, I think to 2004. And basically, like I said, static pages, um, content is basically like from the server system, um, see stuff like using frame and tables to align the page. So that's basically like web one. And you can call web one to, um, so it's called like read web, meaning you can only read, you couldn't really like write to it. So then it now progressed to web two, which is called the read and write web. And it's also called social web. Social web because like it allows for interaction and it actually like became famous after a conference, web two point web two point web two point conference, and then the term was coined from that conference. So hmm. basically like an um let's say an enhanced version of web one point zero. So I mean you can not only like do like static pages we're having like things like dynamic pages people could share like their perspective we brought an era of like social media so like people could share their thoughts their opinions um it was basically like applications that allowed people to interact more with each other so you see like blogs someone like puts a blog another person can comment so basically like participatory web so yeah there are so many like examples and applications of like web tool like podcasts just like we are now, it came like it was birthed from like Web two, speaking, receiving feedback, blogging, tagging, bookmarking, social media, social networking, basically. So, um, striking features I'll say of Web two was dynamic content. Then information flows between like a website owner and a website user. Then it brought about like development of like APIs and um, which brought about like building like of software applications then um so like information is like everywhere and mm. users can retrieve and classify the information collectively basically and so read and write basically participatory or you call it social so like just involves like interaction then we now have like web 3 so web 3 is like i said we're born read web web 2 read and write Web three is read, write, and own. So oh, wow. basically, like that sounds like a real estate thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, like it reaches like a transparent internet. So, um, so data is shared and data can be owned by a person. So and it's built. The concept of the of Web three it's is a web that is based on blockchain. So, and decentralization. Decentralization in the sense that 
you don't need a permission to post anything on the web. So like right now, you know, we have Twitter, for example, if you post yeah. something, you can get banned, you can get reported yeah. and stuff. But like what Web3 preaches is that there's no like central authority or somebody that can control. There's no central controlling node. There's okay. no like maybe, for example, Did like... You just say node. Yeah. There's no central... There's no like single no point node of now. Yeah, you understand. Don't mind him. There's no single point of failure. There's no like kill and switch. No like... um. The goal is that if AWS is down, Zoom shouldn't be down. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's the like, concept. Um, and it's... it's also, it doesn't preach like... It doesn't preach... um trust it preaches like trustless like trustless and permissionless so like you don't need a you don't need permission to do something you just know that that's how like it should be done and okay. apart from the blockchain side too like it also relates to artificial intelligence and machine learning like basically the whole concept from web 2 of ai and machine learning was that web 3 was meant to like advance and leverage on it so you're supposed to use okay. like data and algorithm to imitate how humans learn. That is why we're talking about stuff like metaverse, for example, okay. because you know, it involves like AI and um, machine learning to improve like um, accuracy. So, and then for Web3, we have like different use cases and different categories. So I can mention some. Um, there's DeFi, decentralized finance. It's basically right. like to improve the traditional finance we have. So traditional finance like lending and investments for Web3 is like staking and use farming. Then we have DAOs. That's okay. more like the version, the company version of Web2, meaning like decentralized autonomous organization. So there's no like, the way heads like CEOs or CTOs are picked is it's based on like a voting system. So people like, mm. set of people like come and vote and yeah, it's an open mm. voting like people. Then we have like game file, like game to end, um, play to end kind of thing. There's so many like applications. But I would say like the reason why Web3 is important, one of the reasons is like um identity, for example. So if you create like um so traditionally, for example, like you create an account for every platform that you use, but then like people might come with the argument that okay, there's single sign-on, right? So Web3 actually comes to like help you like, you, you have control of your digital identity, basically. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have control of your identity with your address. So everybody like has their own like unique address and your ENS profile. So it's just you can use that ENS address everywhere on every like platform. And you like it's it's more like the it's like it's I say I don't want to call it central because I'm avoiding that. Okay. But basically, like that's like your digital identity, and then okay. um, another reason why Web two is important is when I mean for me basically personally, I would say like it has helps like me in terms of like payments. So you know like for Web two you have to rely like on banks and payment processors. Yeah. It has helped me too actually. Praise God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and as well. So, like, you don't have to wait for, like, your bank to yeah. solve a problem for you. You can easily, like, yeah. send money. 
and yeah, receive money. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. enough fintechs in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that 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 was a that was a great explanation. Uh, it may be a little bit too much for a twelve year old, but uh, I mean, we actually understood, um, you know, to an extent what you were talking about, especially coming from Web One and Web Two, Web Three, because you know, looking back is you know is the best way to um, look forward. All right, so um, I'm actually very curious because the thing is that Web3 people do not let us hear what mm. um, on any platform. There's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you know. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually very curious as to what the buzz is about. You know, you mentioned why Web3 is kind of important to you. You mentioned a couple of use cases, right? But we've had, I don't know, I, 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 don't, I don't want to talk about, um, well, technologies, right? Technology in the past, we've had mm-hmm. um, a lot of technologies come with a lot of buzz and, you know, they end up just being a fad, right? It's just something that just moms for a while stays mm-hmm. and then it goes. But a lot of people have made the argument that Web3 is not going anywhere, right? And mm-hmm. so people are betting their entire mm-hmm. careers, betting their entire, you know, lives on web three. Yep. So why would you say that is what do you think the buzz is about? Why does this particular technology look like it's not going anywhere? Why do we think why why do we think we're going to see it hang around or stay around for a long time? Hmm. Yeah uh, first of all like I'll say the sense of like decentralization or yeah and the sense that people can kind of like own or have they have a little bit of control over like their assets or what they do is a reason why Web3 might stay. Another reason is the incentives that, you know, that keep coming from Web3. People want incentives. So it's a reason why like can still stay. And basically like the, um, how do I put it? Like the technology itself, it's, it's really fascinating. Like it's a technology that's, it's a new. Te- it's more like a new piece of technology that people are trying to like experiment with. So you know, like basically, human humans like they are quite curious about technology. So people want to like keep working with technology, keep improving the technology. So it's more like it's. I would say like TBH like is here to stay, and people are going to keep building on it. But the more like people build on it, the more they see like the need for like other tools that need to be built and then other people like come and start building on it and you know there are still like there's still a few people who are actually into it and the thing with web 3 too is that from my own experience see if you once you like get into it and once you like have like this um this um let's say this light or whatever the this light that or when you get to like that aha moment them put it that way you you just like enter a rabbit hole which you might not be able to come out from so most people too have like fallen into rabbit holes once they like experiment and play with technology and that's just it for them so as long as people keep falling into rabbit holes the technology is yet to stay i'll say that mm. okay i'm waiting for when i will fall inside my own rabbit hole sure. <laughs> i'm also waiting <laughs> 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 yeah so it's like a follow-up to the the question about the pause web 2 
uh, was technically the same thing as Webone, just that uh, maybe they improved the quality of browsers and they uh, maybe they increased the scale of backends, right? So it was basically still the same technology. So things just got finer and people, there are more databases for people to store stuff and people can, you know, post yeah. data and, yeah, write content. And then Web3, right? Um, based on the buzz, so, some might think it's a new, new internet. You know, this is like a reference to Silicon Valley. It's like maybe you're building an, entire, an entirely different infrastructure for the internet, right? But from yeah. what I've uh, read, uh, it seems like Web3 is building on top of Web2 in terms of yeah. like it's still the same server client um, infrastructure, the same internet we're going to use. So what really yeah. like makes Web3 um, like what really makes it special, right? What makes the, I know the blockchain is like one of the fundamental things about Web3, right? So what makes it so different from Web2 that it should be something that everybody should start building things on top of it? Okay, well, first of all, if you want to build something, you got you have to like reference what was available. So like the reason why some Web3 products are still like leveraging Web2 is you, you still need to build on the web. So you still have to, like, you can't throw, like, what you have away before. You still have to, like, you know, build on it. So, like, once you build on it and you get to a level that you see that, okay, the tech might not be able to, the tech might not be sufficient enough for you. Then you start thinking of, like, ways where you can build your own, like, version, yeah, yeah, your own version. For example, I'll give you an example. For example, now we have like Google Drive for Web2 where you can store your files and stuff in your own version. So we have like things like IPFS, Web3 storage now. Then we have things like um, Vassel, for example, which is Web2, where you can deploy your projects. So when people like, yeah, I mean, people start like using Vassel and stuff and they see that, oh, okay, it's not like decentralized enough as I wanted. So we have like solutions now. There's Flick, there's Sperion that are like that imitates Vassel, but then like they are a decentralized version based oh. on like the blockchain. Okay. So you can trace stuff on the chain. We have like explorers where you can like trace stuff, direct contracts and things. So and the thing also with Web3 is that it's transparent. So like if you have an address, you can basically like go to the chain and study it is open for everybody it's not like there's a for example like you know we have in web 2 we have like databases for mm -hmm. example like for example like your um account balance and stuff i can't see it like i if you give me your account number i won't know like how much is your account and stuff and you know it's a bit like hidden and stuff but like for web 3 you just need like your address and i mean you can check out the person's like history it's yeah. it's very transparent <laughs> yeah unfortunately so i can get your account balance <laughs> yeah. yeah you, can, have my you can check how much i have in my wallet you yeah. can check like i think they, they take decentralization to a whole new level because i don't know if you remember i don't know if you remember the answers period time where people were talking about you know who chopped money who did not chop money on the blockchain and and it was really crazy because every everything is traceable, right? So, you know. So I'm about to ask another. Mm -hmm. sorry. Uh, sorry to cut you. Um, I'm about to ask another annoying question. So this blockchain thing, right? 
uh are they are they built on AWS? Are they like do they <laughs> do they build their own servers or they still rely on like third party services? Not gonna lie, they still rely. Okay. Presently, most of them still rely on AWS. But builders are building their own version okay. already. But you know, like like I said, you still have to leverage like the existing technology. Okay. And then like after research and you see like loopholes, you know like how you're going to like build your own technology. But yeah, they're still like reliant on like AWS. But like theory web three is that it's also I'll say it's also like distributed. So basically like a blockchain is not meant to like go off or like have a downtime. Yeah. It's supposed to be like up and you know mm. have like fault tolerance system and stuff and then you know yeah. consensus mechanism stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really curious. You know, we've talked about decentralization, we've talked about centralization and it still feels like, you know, Web3 is still a little bit centralized, you know? I don't know if it's, if you... Yeah, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, to be fair. Yes. Rome wasn't built and, in a day. And neither was Web3. Web3 was, also wasn't built in a day for all of... For everybody. Isn't, isn't, isn't. They have not finished building it now. Builders are still building. Builders are still building, yes. Okay, great. So, my question is, do you think centralization is such a bad thing? Right, um, exposing people's account balance and account number. <laughs> and, uh, that sounds it, it scary. Little, it seems a little bit over the top, you know. Maybe police stops you <laughs> on the road. You're like, ah, sir, I don't have any money. Police opens your wallet address. Say, ah, is, it, <laughs> is this is this not you? Are you? I mean, that's just like. That's just one of the applications, you know. Yes, that's just what it's yes I know, but like you know, you kept, you kept talking about how. At this time, you own your content. You own this. You do it like anything you anything you create. It's yours, right? You own number. Another like, person feels <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like apart from that, I feel like a lot of people, right? Maybe more than fifty percent of people actually really don't care. When people come and tell people, when people come and say, "Oh, Instagram is selling your data. Facebook is," a lot of people don't care. I'm just here. I'm chatting with my friends. I don't even. Do I even have enough data for them to sell? Like that is that is not even that's not so, that's not my none of my business right now. So, what's your personal opinion on decentralization? Do you think um it's it's such a great thing that every single thing should be decentralized? Like, what are the aspects or what are the areas um, in the, in real world where you'd say, oh, it would have been great if this was decentralized, and a large number of people would agree with you because sometimes or Personally, for me, when I was trying to learn about Web3, blockchain, and everything, and then I get to a YouTube video, and they say, oh, Web3 is built on a decentralized, I already lose it there because I'm confused. Like, why don't start the discussion with decentralized? But, like, over time, I understand what it means, right? I understand what people are talking mm-hmm. about. So, but, like, a lot of people, like the average, the average person, right, would not really care about, you know, who owns my data and who owns what, right? A lot of people really don't care about yeah. that, right? So I'm, I'm just curious to, you know, to know your stance or understand um, okay. what you think about decentralization. Is, is this such a, what is centralization such a bad thing? 
right? That you think, you know, everybody no, no, should. No, no. Speculation is actually not like, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be fair, actually. But it's just that he doesn't just give you like a lot of freedom to do a lot of things. Like you're still bound. For example, I have, so I mean, if GitHub comes today and say they're taking down everybody's projects, you can't yeah. do anything about it. Oh. You get like, they cannot <laughs> on their own that you can't do anything about it. They can like say, okay, if you're in China, you're based in GitHub. If you're in this country, you're in GitHub, stuff like that. But when it comes to like Web3 and the whole concept of decentralization, it has to pass to like governance. There has to be voting. So, like, mm. people mm. have to, like, the people's voices will be heard. So, that's the thing that I actually mm. like about decentralization. The fact that things, like, decisions are made based on, like, voting power, not, like, a single entity. To be fair, like, I would say it's not really, in my opinion, I don't think we are going to be, like, 100% decentralized, to be fair. Because there are still mm-hmm. some things that we still need to, like, yeah. put, like, government, authority and stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just be saying everybody should just join you. No, that somebody still has to, like, um have control. But then, like, the control just... It won't be bad yeah. if the control is a little bit, like, reduced mm-hmm. and people, like, have just mm-hmm. a little more control than they currently have. But I will say that I'm not sure okay. like we can actually attain 100% centralization, but we can strive to be more decentralized. Yeah. Mm. So things like um, government banning Twitter or banning crypto, which I feel like we should talk about after a while, right? Yes, government banning exactly. Twitter, that cannot happen in a, in a more decentralized um, environment because... Yes, and, and yeah, yeah, and then people are already like building like their own social web. So we have things like Lens Protocol that they are building mm-hmm. their own like version of like their own social platform. So there's no like single entity that will say you guys can't, you guys are banned from using this app and so no, nothing like that. But then can they? Because crypto is actually decentralized, um, but the government still banned it. Did they? Crypto is centralized, but the government still ban. Yeah, they ban it, but people still like ban it. Okay, so the banning is unnecessary. Like you cannot, you can trade, but you cannot withdraw into your bank account. No, no, no. You you can, you can trade P two P, but you cannot withdraw money from your crypto wallet into your Nigerian bank account. Students, I don't think you should even. You're not supposed to do P two P. Like they're not meant to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah. Okay. I think it's illegal because if a police company sees me like doing P2P. I hope a policeman listens to this anyway. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it was but but that's the thing about like you see that's the thing about no matter how like they try like the central authority tries to like ban it's still going to work. Like it's still going to work because of how I it's think structured or how it's I think Nigeria is one of the funniest countries because, you know, <laughs> according to the government, according to the government, crypto is banned, right? But like, you drive around in Lagos and every billboard is advertising a crypto, a cryptocurrency app. Exactly. You know? <laughs> it's so wild. It's so, so wild. So what is what is the logic here exactly? What is the logic here? 
Exactly. And they bring in like big celebrities mm-hmm. as their brand ambassadors. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, we, we keep saying we're running on vibes, but I mean, it's basically, it's basically <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. Sorry, let's talk about NFTs and the metaverse. Uh, now, uh, first of all, I'd like, to, I'd like to know, do you own any NFTs at the moment? Um, I own a couple of NFTs. But not like the kind of NFTs you're thinking it is. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no monkeys. <laughs> no, no, no body, not those kind of NFTs. You don't, you don't own a body. <laughs> the NFTs I own NFT. are basically like NFTs that will enable me like join, like be a part of a community. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. So you, you, yeah. um, probably, I think you should expand on that. Yeah, yes, expand on that because personally, I've seen NFTs okay. on Twitter and and I'm like, oh wow, someone actually bought this for thousands of dollars. Interesting. A lot of people have claimed that NFTs are the longest-running scam in the universe. Like, yes, I've seen Twitter guys, and I'm just like, "Huh, Busanya is not going to like this." But that's why we're having our this, this <laughs> podcast today. We're having no, our no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I think people are just not understanding like these cases of NFTs. Okay. So. The buzz around like NFT, which is dying now, was oh, just have a picture of, you know, picture of like a monkey and sell it. But like it's beyond that. Mm-hmm. NFTs are supposed to serve as like identities, like something that identifies you, okay. more like a certificate sort of. So for example, I'll give you some example. Like your boarding tickets can be an NFT. Your boarding pass can be an NFT. Okay. Your certificates, your university, your bachelor certificate can be an NFT. Okay. Such that, for example, if you want to like send your certificate from Nigeria to a school, maybe a school abroad or whatever, you don't have to like wait for your school to send it. All those processes, <clears throat> you just need to give them an ID, and they can trace it on the blockchain and confirm that yeah. Okay. So like things like certifications can be used as NFTs. So what I was saying now is. Like, now I said, I, I own some NFTs that enable me to be part of, like, some communities. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's it's more like it identifies you. Okay. It's basically, like, a form of identity that identifies you. So, okay. because I have this NFT, I'm eligible to join this community. I'm, I'm eligible to be part of this community. Or part. It's just basically, like, the use case mostly is for identity. Yeah. Which is what, like, people are just missing and they just want to, like, sell and cash out. But the major use case, in my opinion, is for identity. Yeah. To identify anything. For example, like, I'm also working, like, on the educational platform that is more like, <clears throat> it's going to be, like, Udemy, but, like, the courses, um, the courses that you take are going to be, like, NFTs. Okay. So, like, and the courses, the NFTs identify the courses. So, the identity of the course is an NFT ID. And then when you are done with the course, you know, instead of it to get like a you know certificate or whatever, you get an NFT mm. that can be traced on the block at okay. any time. Okay. So yeah. it's so just a matter of identity crisis. 
So I think NFTs were created for a certain thing, right? And I think people just turned that around a little bit because there was this period on Twitter where people were slapping their grandparents. I don't know if you remember this. Yep. Uh, put a picture yeah, on, I remember. <laughs> on Twitter and sell it. Like people, in fact, a friend of mine told me um, someone made her create a Twitter account because the person saw that she liked taking pictures of nature. She would take pictures of trees, you know, the oceans and stuff. And they'd be like, ah, this is an NFT. Why are you wasting this picture yet? <laughs> well, I think, I yeah. think what is really, what is really crazy. crazy to me is that, you know, all, the, all of those pictures. And personally, I think I'd rather go with your own idea of what an NFT mm-hmm. is supposed to be for, which is, you yeah. know, identification. Because those pictures are so funny. You sell an NFT. You sell an NFT as you know, you sell a picture as an NFT, mm-hmm. right? On any yeah. of these NFT platforms, say a body or a picture of your grandparent, or uh, maybe you do a 3D, 3D sculpture, a graphic, you know, 3D graphic or whatnot. And according to NFT logic, this person doesn't have the rights to the picture. The picture still belongs to the artist. Or the original owner or something like that. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not like selling real art. It's not like selling real art in the sense like, you know, I'm apologies to everybody that makes um art. Please, real <laughs> art. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm talking about um <laughs> like uh physical art. It's not like making physical art, right? If you sell a painting, if you sell a physical painting, right, that painting is gone, it belongs to the owner now. Except you want to recreate the painting, mm-hmm. right? But NFTs are not like that. So what? No, they're actually like that. They're actually like that. Okay, please. Okay, please, please. You transfer. Me. Yeah, you transfer the ownership. So when you like sell a piece of art or NFT, the person that buys it is the owner. Okay. Okay. I also want to mention that it's not just like art or like you know identity that I've mentioned. We also have things like music. Okay. So for example, like. We can have like music NFTs okay. where like um a a a musician we have like their own collection okay. of NFTs. Okay. So like yeah, you you I mean just the same way like you purchase their music normally like now mm. you can purchase like their music as NFTs. Okay. And then like you have like that NFT as yours. So there are different like applications, not just arts. There's music. There's photos, there's videos, and a lot of things, basically. Okay. So what but I'm, I'm sure that over the years we see like more applications yeah. over the years. So so what about the metaverse? What, what do you what can you say about the metaverse? Because people are buying lands, people are building their companies there now. <laughs> and basically it sounds like a place please, where you can't. Please don't say access. buy land, please. I'm I'm serious. People are actually <laughs> buying lands in the metaverse. I no, know it sounds you're, weird. You're but sound yeah. like, you know, you sound like a Nigerian real estate salesperson. Where's the truth now? <laughs> but land, land. Land. <laughs> so yeah, okay, so people buy yes. Okay, so we are buying yeah. properties. Sorry, not lands, properties. Yeah. Virtual yes. properties, yeah. Virtual properties. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, but it it seems like a place where you cannot access without a VR headset. So why is this a thing and why yep. is it still going on? this long like i like i said before that metaverse to me like the whole concept is 
just another way of applying AI, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, virtual reality, augmented reality, and machine learning. Okay. So I, I would just say that the reason people are doing and buying all those stuff is they don't, people are not like, they are not interested in technology, basically. Most mm-hmm. people are not interested like in the cause. Yeah. So like, I think if people like work more on like understanding why it's like that, the technology, the application, I think it's better. But then I'm hoping, I don't really know so much about the metaverse, but my own understanding is that I know it's trying to improve AI, mm. machine learning, augmented reality, VR. And I'm hoping to see like better changes mm. as we have. Okay. Mm. That's okay. pretty, I think that's pretty hopeful. That's a topic yeah. for another day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Nigeria tech and startups, like the whole thing makes, you know, there's always, like, when it comes to Nigerian startups, like, there's always news, there's always gospels, there's always, like, there's always something interesting every week. Either a founder is being crucified or mm-hmm. an employee is being massacred or something's always happening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a time so on Twitter about like Web3 and I don't know Nigerian where startups. Any employee, Sorry, massacre is when they do for many people, Abby. Anyways. <laughs> so someone tweeted that Nigerian startups like talk more about Web3 than they build. And, you know, that sparked a lot of conversations and some outrage, obviously. So I'm wondering, like, is this the same opinion you have in terms of like, um, if the ecosystem is really building Web3. First of all, we're not even really done with Web2 in Nigeria, right? Um, and do you think mm-hmm. we're in the position to to build for Web3 and also like joining the revolution of the of the crypto thing? Yeah, so I would say, yeah, we're eligible. That sounds like really formal. But yeah, like we can build the future of Web3. But it's actually right, and it's not just in Nigeria. Generally, like all over the world, the people that actually like do a lot of building, they mostly just come out for like announcements and stuff. Then the people that don't really like do a lot of stuff are always like, oh, sorry to anybody that's listening. I know, like I told some of my friends, they said they are interested in listening to this um, podcast. But I believe that people who are, who do like GM every day or like wag me every day like on twitter mm. on, i'll just let them limit it to twitter like gm gm this gm builder whatever like, mm. every single day and you're not like the company you're not like the social manager of your company or something yeah um i don't actually take those kind of people serious to oh, be wow. honest because oh, wow. one is, oh wow yeah what i'm expecting is, if you want to be twitter while well, like we're three what i'm expecting is you come maybe, maybe with announce announcements, maybe like updates yeah. or something. Yeah. So and a lot of people like don't do that just want to be like all over asking questions. Uh, where are the female builders? Where are the where are the male builders? Where are the kind <laughs> of like funny questions? But I really hate like to see like the question like so where are all the female web developers? Mm. From where to where, like, people have been reading, like, if you really want to, like, find people, you know where to, like, get them. You don't mm. have to, like, go be asking, like, where are all the leaders and whatever. You know how to find them. They are hackathon. Join a hackathon, you find leaders there. Mm. Like, some people had a call recently and they were asking, them, oh, like, they've not really met, like, female um, Web3 developers and stuff that they've not really heard about them. Yeah, and they're like, 
they've not really seen like female developers or female web three people. And I'm like, it's because you are not like searching very well. You can just yeah. DM like a single person and ask. Do you know like like I'm in a I'm in a DAO, I'm in a community where we are like a lot of women there. I think we are more than fifty. Wow. So like what do you say happens? Yeah, what what we say happens to like all of them. And I see conferences where I see like women attend the conference, participate hackathons, good stuff. So they are there. Okay. You're just not the one looking. Okay. So I would say that to be honest, noisemakers are more than the noisemakers are making noise mm. than the people that are actually building. Wow, noisemakers. There are even memes around. Yeah, there are memes around where they put like people who talk about Web3, people who actually build Web3. It's like, you know those memes like first yeah. year in college? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just. I'm just glad you're the one that threw shade on today's episode because, you know, um, for everyone listening, we have no, we have nothing to do with this. Manuel and I were innocent. We didn't call anybody a noisemaker, so we'll drop Sayo's Twitter handle in the in the show notes if you want to. <laughs> if you want to reach out to her personally. Wow, you're tra- you're, uh, you're training our guests to the wolves. Wow. <laughs> so, Sayo, um, you know, to clear the. To reduce the noisemakers, you know, a little bit and, you know, bring up more builders, there's something we, whenever we talk about a technology or an aspect of tech, we just like to ask our guests, um, how do you kind of get started, right? If someone is thinking of starting web theory, you know, being involved and not being a noisemaker, actually building stuff, um, what would you advise the person to kind of get started with? um, What communities with you as a person to join how would the person just okay. you know just kind of how can someone be a part of all of this okay well i'll say like so i mean i like this question because that was one of the challenges i had in 2019 like i was i was totally like clueless i had like no community there was no mentor like i didn't even know like where to then stop but now there are so many communities and i'm glad like i'm part of some of them that are like really, really striving for education. Because I think one of the issues with Web3 that are stopping people from jumping like on board is they're not really educated. They don't really know much. There's not like much information. So they need to be like educated. So we have like a lot of educated DAOs. So I'll mention some one I'm part of. For example, I'm part of like Women Big Web3. Basically, it's a um, community for women and non-binary people who are like open to com- to um, contributing to Web3. So basically like we have like different projects, like right now we are doing um, a campaign for um, 30 days of Web3. And what we did is that we created like a course, introductory courses to different like concepts of blockchain, different to smart contracts, and things are basically like getting started. So um, we are currently doing like a um, campaign so anybody that's listening i think the um it's still the registration is still on so they can like check out women be web 3 30 days of web 3 and um they get yeah. the register we'll include then the we link have, like, we'll include the link in the uh, show notes for everyone to check it out yeah and then we have like a um, learn, learn web 3 dao sorry there's no web 3 dao which also like they do like education educative stuff as well then we have build space, 
it's also a community where like they teach people how to like get on board and stuff. And then we have like several fellowships as well. Polygon, they have like different fellowships to come on board. There's also like Aya Fellowship. That's actually like a Nigerian-owned um, fellowship, and basically mostly um, mostly for people who want to become senior engineers for Web three. So if you're already like a senior engineer, for example, for Web two, it's very easy for you. The fellowship will just like brush up your knowledge a little bit with concepts, and you'll be able to like um, be set up as a senior Web three engineer. It's more like a pipeline to um, get on as a senior blockchain engineer. They're like different, okay. um, and they're also like different hackathons. I also encourage people to participate in hackathons, actually. They help okay. you because yeah. um, you get to like um, walk, you know, you know the way hackathons are now. So you get to like work with like different people. And yeah. the, the thing with Web3 too is that, like you said before, you know, it's based on like Web2. So for example, for the front end, you still use like the regular technologies. Next.js still in CSS. So like it's still like regular technologies that is used for the front end. So if you're a front end developer, it's actually like very easy for you to even get on board. Yes, okay. So okay. you just have to like the only thing that you just need to understand is maybe like how blockchain works or like the yeah. architecture or like design yeah. flow. Basically. But your but your skills are still like very valid. So hackathons too are a huge like place to um, learn. And yeah. then like there are several other communities. Yeah, as well. Uh, there's also like there's one I'm also part of. Um, it's called Graphica. So okay. Graphica is like um, a community where they're trying to like build up subgraph developers. So subgraph is basically like um, like an ape, like it's built on GraphQL basically to get data from the blockchain. Uh, so um, yeah, there's also like the communities too, like that. You can also like apply to become like an advocate for different protocols. There are like so many things, but our advisor community, joining the community helps like a lot and also yeah. Thank you so much, Prasaya. That was that was great. So I mean we'll put the links for all the communities uh, for people interested in you know getting involved yeah. in Web3. Yeah. So we've come to the end of the show and would like to ask Not the show, a question the now. episode. This is a show in a way, you know. <laughs> we've this come to the end episode. of the episode. Oh, God, it's not about you. <laughs> so we've come to the end of the episode and uh, we usually ask our guests one final question before we close. Right. And the question, as Chica would always say, is a personal question, which I don't think is a personal mm. question. But anyway, it's a personal it's, question. It's, 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 it's very personal. Hey. <laughs> All right. So the question is, if you're not in tech, what would you be doing? Uh, if I'm not in tech, I'll probably like be married to a man. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Sorry, married to whom? Married to whom? A sugar daddy. Married to, to a rich man. <laughs> to a rich man. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, like where your 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 heart's in the right place. Priorities, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm living soft life. You know, just mm. chopping his money. You know, you know what's funny. You know what's funny? I know Busayo personally, and I know that she's not bluffing. She would actually, she would actually, 
opting opting for the soft life. In fact, waiting concern beside with big notation if you know if yeah, like what what's yes? Oh my god. That's a honest um, answer. We usually don't get honest answers on this show a lot because people like to lie. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we Great learned a lot. Show. And, you know, we hope we can have you back here some other time. Maybe when yes, we're sure. on, sure. everyone's lips, you know? All right. Sure, when we get on board. Yeah, no sure. one. <laughs> No, Allah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember, we release new episodes every other Wednesday, and you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. If you would love to connect with us, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Inside the Techos, or subscribe to our newsletter and shoot us an email at insidethetechosystem at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. You can follow the host on Twitter as well, uh, Chuka at Siwadiogu and Emmanuel at Olalua underscore 98. All right, see you in the next one.